episode one, and we're talking about repentance already? Okay, why not? Let's do it. Hey everybody, this is Derek, and I'm super excited to be sharing with you today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, joining us on this journey. We are reading through the Gospel of Mark, and we're doing that in our student ministry. So shout out to Gravity if you're joining us from Gravity, and if you're just a part of Impact, or maybe you're just somebody random and you're wanting to learn a little bit more about who Jesus is, I think this is a great chance to do that. These podcast recordings will just be you know, a little bit, a little snippet um, every day uh, to help you get through the book. We'll read it. I'll give you a little bit of background and, and give you a thought that I got from the passage. And it's not just going to be myself. Uh, there'll be other people that, that join us on this journey too. And today's maybe a little bit longer than normal because I want to give you a little bit of background of the book of Mark. Um, but normally there will be five to seven minutes. And uh, yeah, so it's just a little snippet to get your day going. Um, we are reading through the book uh, until July uh, 28th, I think is the final date for us, and we're really excited. We're doing the 5-5-5 five, five, five plan, which means five minutes, five days a week, five different questions. If you need uh, want to know more information about that, and that's basically just how our student ministry is going to be spending their time with God, I'll be, I will be happy to uh, supply that. My email is Derek at Impact Hartwell. So anyways, let's go ahead and hop into today's passage. It is Mark chapter 1, verse 1, all the way to verse 8. So before we dive into today's verse, I do want to, like I said before, give you a little bit of background as it pertains to the gospel according to Mark. Uh, Mark's gospel is the shortest gospel according, you know, compared to the other four gospels in the Bible. It's known as the busy book. And You'll notice really quickly there's a word that just keeps showing up, and it's the word immediately. Uh, Jesus seems to be quickly moving from one event to another in the Gospel of Mark. Um, The word immediately actually occurs more than 40 times, and this is because Mark is trying to display Jesus as a servant, a universal servant, not just to the Jew, but to the Gentile. And uh, he's busy. Jesus is busy meeting needs and busy being God's Messiah. And uh, the Gospel of Mark, its, it's emphasis is on the deeds. It's not focused so much on the words of Jesus as much as it is the deeds of Jesus. Um, I love this quote. It's, it's by a, a, uh, a scholar named, last name Robertson. The Gospel of Mark pictures Christ in action. There is a minimum of discourse and a maximum of deed. So some influences that for the Gospel of Mark, um, because Mark obviously wasn't, if you have a church background, you know he wasn't one of the original 12. Um, there's a strong church tradition that says the Apostle Peter is the main source of Mark's Gospel. Some therefore see it as the Gospel according to Mark and Peter. Um, and this influence, not to get too much in it, into it, is, is, is very much uh, proven. And, uh, you know, you can do a little bit more research into it, but it's, it's, very, it's, it's believed by most scholars that Peter had a huge influence on telling Mark about what happened. Um, Paul as well um, had another influence, uh, was another influence in, in Mark's ear. As far as dates go, many believe Mark to be the first of the four Gospels written and that it was probably written in Rome. Um, more than likely, it was around AD 50, and this is a time when the church was being uh, persecuted, especially in Rome. And so Mark you know, put together these events and this, this 
story of Jesus' life and ministry while he was on earth to try to encourage the church more than likely. So that's what we see as far as the background. Again, I didn't want to go too much into it because I didn't want today's to be too long. But from there, we hop right into today's scripture. So Mark chapter 1, starting in verse 1, and we're going to read till verse 8. And I'm reading the English Standard Version today, and that may change every day. We're going to do different versions uh, throughout the week, but this is today's passage. It says this, The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me, comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. So this is the introduction to the Gospel of Mark. He starts it off with, in the beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, identifying how he sees Jesus. This is the only time in the Gospel that we get his opinion of who he sees Jesus is. And that's kind of the theme of the whole book. Who is Jesus? And it's about the disciples wrestling with that, the Pharisees wrestling with that. And as we see later on, way far, far in the future, that's the question that Mark leaves with us. Who is Jesus? And so we get this story of, of, of this man coming before Jesus and preparing the way. And, and the Old Testament prophet Isaiah is quoted, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. So John the Baptist, or the baptizer, if you will, is a prophecy fulfilled from the Old Testament. And he's, in a lot of ways, the the what is basically there to get the people ready to answer the question. He was preparing the people for them to know. And obviously, he was having success, as it says that many were coming to be baptized. And, and the, really the thing that I want us to take away from this today is what his message was and, and what John's message was and, and what he was offering after him in Jesus. And we see that in verse, uh, let's see, in verse 4, John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sin. And so he he gets all these people, they're coming to get baptized, they're confessing their sins, they're coming from all over. And for a Jew to come and be baptized in this, um, in this way, this was normal for Gentiles to do. They were submerged in water and it represented them being unclean and being made clean if they wanted to become a Jew. For a Jew to do this, it was them recognizing that they have forsaken God and that they have turned their ways on not only their religion, but their heritage and their ethnicity and everything else. Um, and so they would come and get baptized, and it was a big deal for them to do that. And it would it would require repentance, and it was almost shameful to, to be baptized. And so uh, John, you know, 
is out here baptizing all these people. And it mentions, by the way, I do want to mention this. It mentions his clothes, which is interesting. His camel's hair and how he wore a leather Gucci belt, you know what I'm saying, around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he seems like a crazy madman. And I've always just kind of pictured him like, you know, I don't know, like a Bigfoot almost in a way, you know, a real hairy man just out there eating bugs and drinking honey. Um, it's probably not accurate. But uh, yeah, that's kind of how I picture him. But the reason Mark includes this, and I want us to think about this every time we read Scripture um, out of this book, is why did Mark include that? He doesn't include a lot of detail about John's story. We get those in other Gospels. But what he does include is details like this. And it's just important to note, John's clothes and what he wears is very similar to prophets that came uh, before him. And so this just was basically to associate him as with other prophets. And and he goes on and he's preaching and he says, there's one mightier than I that's coming and I'm not worthy to untie his shoe. And, and he says, I baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And so his message is a repentance of, or a, a message rather, his message is a message of repentance and of the Holy Spirit. And you got to have both. And that's kind of what I want us to take away today as you go about your day is that I know the word repentance has a very negative, you know, I don't know, in our culture, it's a very negative taste. But I want you to know that the word repentance is not necessarily a negative term. Now, I just want to leave a disclaimer. I do understand why people don't like the word repentance, and it's because uh, there's some obstacles when it comes to the word repentance that we have to focus on and that's our deal with. And that's kind of what I want us to focus on today. What are those obstacles when it comes to repentance? Well, there's a few of them. There's one, people, you know, wince when they hear it for good reason, because the word repentance is used to just harass people. I mean... How many times have you been to sporting events or big events? I've been to a Christian concert before, and there were people outside with signs, God hates sinners, repent or burn forever. You know, you need to repent. You know, that whole message is is so negative, and it's, it uses guilt to leverage people and to make it a decision that they're not really wanting to stick to, and they don't come to Jesus because of the kindness of God and repentance through kindness. It's, it's repentance through being scared and being... Um, you know, feeling judged. And so this negative attack, I believe it, it tends to repel people rather than draw them in. And so that's one thing that we have to deal with when we talk about repentance. You know, another one is that we we don't like as a generation, um, and that includes my generation, I'm 32, and other generations, we don't like to be challenged. We don't want people to t- try to tell us that we need to change. And that's what repentance literally means is to turn and go a different way. Um, we like to bl- put the blame on someone else or something else. And um, we don't want to qualify ourselves as part of the problem. So that's that's a generational thing and a cultural thing I think that we struggle with. Um, you know, I really believe we have a shallow view when it comes to sin and repentance as a culture. Um, you know, there's when we think about sin, we only think about big sins. We don't think about the small things. Um, and re- so repentance isn't just... Oh man, I cussed somebody out. I need to repent. There's there's things that we have to change in our life, and that God wants to deal with that are deep, deep down in our heart that um, you know that we may not want to admit, and that we may not want to go there um, because it may make us look or you know look different towards people. And and so that's that's kind of my deal. Is I think a lot of times we struggle when it comes to the shallow view of sin, and also a shallow view of repentance. I mean, how many times have you heard stories of people that? repent but they you know go and nothing changes you know and i think it's because we've changed this whole idea of repentance as to just a prayer and it's a lifestyle change now 
I do want to I do want to stay here, and this is how I'm going to wrap today's podcast up. And again, tomorrow's and from here on, they'll probably be closer to five minutes. But is this is as he says in verse eight? I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Repentance without the Holy Spirit will always leave you empty. It will never completely fulfill you. You will not be able to walk in it. We need the help of God to really live in repentance and to really live turned away from our old lifestyles and sin. I can't remember how many times, I can't tell you how many times I have tried to do this thing on my own and failed. We need God's help. And so my encouragement for you today as you go to school, as you go to work, as you go wherever you go, don't try to do this thing on your own. Do we need repent and do we do we need to repent and do we need to have forgiveness of sins? Listen, the repentance is actually a positive thing because we get to repent. We get to turn back to God. God wants us. That alone is a miracle. So we need to see repentance as more of, oh man, I get the opportunity to repent. Because of Jesus, I get the chance to repent. And not only that, I have the I can be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not just water. And so I have God helping me. So as you go about your day, no matter where you go, know that you can do this, that you can follow Jesus. You can live a life of repentance. You can turn and go the other way. You don't have to be the same person. I know you made a made a mistake earlier today. You made a mistake yesterday. You're probably going to make more mistakes today. But you don't have to stay the same. You can change. You can grow and be more like Jesus. You're never going to be perfect, but you can become more like Jesus with the help of the Holy Spirit. you got to recognize it's not you. Take the pressure off yourself today and know that Jesus is the one that's going to help you do that. He's going to send his Holy Spirit, and he's going to He's going to help you do it. He just needs me and you to do what John preached, to prepare the way of the Lord and make his paths straight. We need to do what we need to do to help people come to know God and make it as easy for them as possible through living a life of love and kindness, no matter who we interact with. And that way, they can experience repentance too, with joy and experience repentance through the kindness of of Jesus that they experienced through his body through us. So I hope you guys have a great day and check back in tomorrow for a much shorter podcast and we will see y'all next time. Thanks.